With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? Oh, hi, Nick. Doing, doing great. Our, uh, our Big Ten edition is officially sent to the printer. So I uh, got, got, actually got through with it a little bit early. We got out of there last night and uh, sent that one. So uh, Southeastern edition should be hitting newsstands throughout the area this, that we're reaching uh, by the end of this week. Uh, publications will be on the, uh, in the mail to you. Uh, probably today, no later than Monday. Uh, so be looking for that. Uh, and uh, so now we're turning our attention. Of course, we do fantasy. Our fantasy edition uh, goes to press this coming week. So that's obviously that's big. So anybody that uh, has fantasy teams, be looking for us there. And uh, now we turn our attention more to uh, softball and baseball. Well, absolutely. But before we do that, I'm going to ask you a question because it has been the topic of this morning. And when the sure. top when the topic came up. During the break, John Taper looked at me and said, you know what, I'd love to hear what Lynn had to say. So what we're talking about this morning, it made the rounds on social media, but everyone was listing their favorite athlete from sports. And I'm going to give you, this is all-time list. You get one player from the NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, NBA, and college basketball. Wow. Uh, so I'm looking for the favorite of all time. Now, for my NFL, of course, it was from Kill, Mississippi, uh, Brett Favre, college football, of course, that uh, that Vincent Jackson guy, you know, Bo. Major League Baseball, I went with Dale Murphy from the Atlanta Braves. NBA, I went with Charles Barkley. And then from college basketball, I went with a uh, a player that no one's ever heard of just because I was a young kid watching Georgetown, and they had a guy that was just all over the floor by the name of Michael Graham. So I went with a few that most people know, but maybe some that others don't. So, your list. All right. So, that, that didn't really give you time to think. You just well, got I tried to. I gave you – I'll do it. NFL, your favorite player of all no, time. Well, and I'm going to say caveat here is I'm going to uh, – these are going to be different criteria for all of these, and we don't have time to explain them. So, um, right, let's just – let's start easy. My college football is going to be Pat Sullivan from Auburn, the Heisman Trophy winner in 1971 uh, because he's a personal friend. I've known him since we were teenagers, uh, back in that age group. I'm two or three years older than him, but not much. Um, and his character, his personality, the fight that he's made through cancer, uh, the, the kind of uh, example that he's set through all those years, as well as being one of the top ten quarterbacks that's ever played in the Southeastern Conference. So that would be, that would be my college football. My, uh, my college basketball would be Pete Maravich, uh, not just saying that because the audience they were in, it's because I think he's the greatest basketball player that ever played. With all due respect to Michael Jordan, uh, to uh, Wilt Chamberlain, uh, who would be my next two in line for greatest basketball players, uh, Pete Maravich uh, was the best basketball player that ever got on a court. And, uh, and the, the, his, his statistics are uh, superhuman. They're not even, it's not even conceivable the way that his statistics, he didn't have a three-point line, he didn't play as a freshman, and he's still like a thousand points more than anybody ever had. Uh, Dale Brown did a study one time that I saw the uh, info on. He'd be over five thousand total points if they had had a three-point line, and that's with him not even having a freshman year. Um, 
So I think easily uh, Pete Maravich, uh, the the greatest basketball player that's ever played, and and consequently probably probably my favorite one there. Major League Baseball, Mickey Mantle, because as I was a little kid growing up, Mickey Mantle was playing for the New York Yankees, and he was one of my one of my three heroes uh, at the time in sports. One, I'm being Arnold Palmer, uh, who uh, you know I wrote a I know you saw it. I wrote a uh, tribute eulogy uh, to Arnold Palmer when he died this past year, and Mick, mentioned Mickey Mantle in that. Uh, in, in that uh, in that column, um, uh, in, NBA was that the other question? Yeah, um, NBA and college basketball. Okay, oh, now I did college basketball, Maravich. Yeah. Uh, in NBA again, personal favorite probably Barkley. Like like you, I'm an Auburn guy. Uh, he's from Birmingham area here, um, and I, I like what he brings to the game in his personality. I mean, I, I know that you know back in his early days he th- shouldn't have thrown somebody through a picture window or something, <laughs> but but his candor, his humor. The fact that he doesn't take himself seriously, the fact that he is a very knowledgeable person, uh, top 50 all-time basketball players by uh, all sorts of votes, uh, two Olympic gold medals, represents the country, a patriotic guy. Uh, so I like what he brings to the game, as well as the fact that he was a that he was a great player. Um, and and what was the last one? Uh, college basketball. No, you did that. No, no you did that. You did NBA. You did Major League Baseball. College. You got them all. Did you do it? You and you got the NFL. So did you get NFL? I don't know. Did I do NFL. I, NFL is a tougher one. That's um, boy, NFL. I don't know. Uh, give me by the end of the show, I'll have you an answer. Okay, and then I'm going to ask you another question. Then we're going to talk yeah. baseball and softball. Uh, I think it's a great idea. The NCAA in college football is looking to perhaps give players the first four games to choose whether a redshirt. I think that is a great rule. So you could play uh, a guy for first three to four games and then redshirt him so they would get that experience. I think it's a good rule, and uh, John Tabor just said, go ahead and just give everyone five years of eligibility and be done with it. Yeah, I agree with John. I, I think like that at all. The, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with if you play a couple of games, you have an injury or something like that. I don't like the, way, I don't like the fact that you could choose uh, to let a player play one-third of your ball games uh, and then pull him back out and get him for, get him for, uh, for four more years. Uh, one one thing is it it destroys record books. I'm a historian, and uh, it destroys record books. All records get thrown out. No no college records are valid anymore. Quit keeping them, because uh, now if you're going to let a guy basically almost play half of a fifth season, and he's going to be thrown in there with the same uh, in the same record books as guys that played when they were only three years. He didn't have a freshman season available. Uh, so historically, I don't like it. Traditionally, I don't like it. Uh, I you know. Oh, so I don't know. I, I, I agree with Tabor. I don't. I don't like that at all. Well, well, there you go. Well, well, I figured that you would. Always glad to get your opinion. What you want to say something? Uh, I was just going to say, Lynn read my mind. Yeah, yeah I just know, John. I think it's a bad idea. I mean, uh, we're not, you know, we're changing things, John, in society today. We're fixing stuff that isn't broken. I agree. And we're doing it, and we're doing it all across the board. And sports is another area where we're fixing stuff that's not broken. And uh, I think we've done fine. Uh, you know, I've got people that still don't like the fact that freshmen play. I do like the fact that freshmen play. But, uh, but I've still got people that think that they ought to be able to come in, have that first year, concentrate more on your academics, uh, uh, get your technique down better in ball, and then play three years. I have no problem with freshmen playing. I think they should. But, uh, you know, people, people that think that it's better uh, to, to have a freshman year and have freshman teams like they used to have, they sure as heck aren't going to like having five years when a, when a tech guy can play. 
Uh, there you go. Well, I want to turn now to uh, college baseball. I'm going to start with the SEC. And uh, you look now, uh, Lynn, I'm going to talk about the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. We talked about it, and you said don't rule them out. Well, Georgia has played their way into the Southeastern Conference uh, Tournament. And uh, South Carolina perhaps may be playing themselves out of the field of 64. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of interesting things here on, on both ends of the spectrum. Let's take Alabama and Tennessee. They're not in the tournament. Well, boy, when they found out they weren't in the tournament officially, uh, I've never seen a tank like this. Uh, Tennessee, playing at home, has not even scored, I don't think, in their first two games with Missouri coming in. Missouri coming in, possibly not getting to make the tournament themselves. And Tennessee, in two home games, hadn't even scored. And Alabama, once they tanked it in, Vanderbilt's only beaten them 31-2 to uh, in, these, in these two ball games. So I don't ever remember a time when, when two teams just totally hung up their jerseys and said, let's don't play anymore than Tennessee and Alabama have done here in the last two, the last two ball games. And you pretty well know where things stack out, but very interesting, you've got, three te- you've got one game left and three teams that could win or share the Southeastern Conference regular season tournament, uh, regular season uh, championship with uh, Florida, Kentucky, and, uh, and LSU. LSU would, and Florida with 20 wins and Kentucky with 19, and Kentucky playing Florida head-to-head. So you've got one game left and three different teams that could claim the Southeastern Conference regular season and then uh, you've got a, a bunch in the middle there. Arkansas is going to be fourth. And the interesting thing, and you and I talked about it earlier, the reason that, well, they're, they're going to be fourth unless Mississippi State wins and Arkansas loses. But Arkansas is the only team that controls their own destiny for being fourth and getting that, uh, getting that by because of a rainstorm. And we talk about it all the time about, you know, can these rainouts make a difference? Well, here we sit with Mississippi State at 17 and 12. A&M's at 16 and 13. They could go to 17 and 13 and tie Mississippi State. Auburn's at 16 and 13. They could win and tie Mississippi State. But it doesn't matter if Arkansas loses because they're going to be 17 and 12, and Auburn, for example, is going to be 17 and 13 because Arkansas had the rainout. So the rainout could end up being the factor that allows Arkansas to have to get the bye and not have to jeopardize themselves in a one-game-and-out deal on Tuesday. So there's your little interesting, interesting idea. And then uh, you've got three teams. Mississippi State, if, if Arkansas wins uh, today over A&M. Now, if A&M beats Arkansas, then you've got A&M and Arkansas both with 17 wins. If Mississippi State beats LSU, uh, they get 18 wins, and they then take that fourth-place position. But if Arkansas, I mean, uh, A&M beats Mississippi State, then Mississippi State would also have 17. And if Auburn sweeps Ole Miss, then they're going to have 17. And in that position, uh, I think Auburn gets to win it because they will have won the series over Mississippi State and they would have won the series over Arkansas. Uh, it's, it's a very complicated deal, but it comes down to four different teams. Three teams with one game left could win the championship. Four teams playing for the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh positions. So uh, still a lot of interest in seeding. Uh, situations to go. And, yeah, and South Carolina did not need to get swept by Georgia at home, a Georgia team that uh, was in position going into this weekend not to even play in the tournament. And, um, and South Carolina, in fact, if Georgia beats, tennis, beats uh, South Carolina today, South Carolina's a 12 seed. Uh, they go in as the last seed in the tournament, not, not Georgia. Georgia, if they beat them, they're both at 12 and 18, and Georgia would, would have the series. So Georgia would end up being the 11 seed, and South Carolina would be the uh, would be the 12 seed and have to play whoever it is out of that bunch we talked about a minute ago that gets the number five seed, which could be Arkansas, Mississippi State, A and M, or Auburn. So uh, 
still still a whole lot of interesting uh, interesting seedings uh, uh, that can come out well, based on uh, what happens today. I'm going to make a bold prediction that if South Carolina drops that game to Georgia today and is swept and then loses their first game in Hoover, I think the Gamecocks will be sitting at home in the field of 64. Oh, there's, no, there's no question. There, no SEC team with 12 wins. Um, you know, you're, you, you talk about a team with 15 wins being a, being a bubble team. I think Vanderbilt needs to beat Alabama today to get that 16th win. Um, no SEC team with 16 wins has ever been not invited to the, to the NCAA tournament. Now, that doesn't mean it can't happen this year. It might. Because you've got so many SEC teams that could have 16 wins. You could have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You could have eight SEC teams with 16 wins. That does not count South Carolina. That doesn't count Missouri, uh, that had the great start and, and have pretty well collapsed as the as the season's gone along. Uh, I believe that that most likely the eight teams with the 16 wins already are probably in the tournament, uh, in the NCAA tournament. I mean that's not a guarantee, but I think they probably are. Which means in order to get in the NCAA tournament. Missouri, South Carolina, you know, Georgia would only win it if they if they won the tournament. And and if South Carolina loses today, they might only get in if they win the tournament. Because uh, they're gonna be sitting there at twelve and eighteen and I I can't imagine that a twelve and eighteen team is gonna get in the NCAA tournament. And Ole Miss desperately needs to beat Auburn. Because if not, they're gonna get swept. Uh they'd be at thirteen and seventeen, just one game above, and um uh, and Missouri could end up being ahead of Ole Miss. Which going into the weekend you wouldn't have thought that was gonna be the case. So that's a you know sort of a sort of a quick overlook of of how I think it's it's playing out at least at this point. And certainly, I uh, look forward to a lot of more. Uh, and that's what it's going to make it exciting. Going to come down to it. And, and bottom line, there'll be a few teams. I can say with that, if Auburn were to sweep Ole Miss, then you look at Ole Miss and South Carolina uh, as possibly sitting out the uh, field of 64. Now I want to turn to a conference that you've uh, covered quite a bit here because of our uh, Thursday afternoon. But looking like Conference USA, you've got the Golden Eagles. Uh, but Louisiana Tech has uh, made their march, you know, solidified their uh, – uh, spot in the tournament in Biloxi. They got one more game to go versus Middle Tennessee. Uh, but you're looking now at... How did, how did that game go last night? Well, I didn't see it. Well, I tell you what, you wish you could save some of those runs. 19-2 to two, uh, oh my word. final over Middle Tennessee. Boy, they're going to wish yeah. they could have some of those today because they desperately need to win today. They, they can't. They can't. They don't need to lose this game. You know, and uh, you're right. Uh, you know, you see a lot of projections, and I think that uh, you look at Louisiana Tech from what they were able to do uh, last season and now where they are, you see a lot of uh, the field of 64 projections. A lot of them have Louisiana Tech in as an at-large team, and I think you look at some, say, going to Lubbock, Texas. Others going to uh, Fort Worth. Uh, you know, you look now, but I think the Bulldogs obviously need to win today and then uh, make a good push in the battle in Biloxi for the Conference USA tournament. If they if they win today and then they go to the tournament and they win, I don't mean win the whole tournament. Just don't go and lose your first ball game. Then they you know they got a shot to get in. I don't think they're guaranteed to get in because a, a whole lot depends on. Uh, let's just go back to what we said in the SEC. Okay, what if South Carolina wins the tournament? Missouri. What if, you know, what if one of those teams that that gets in the tournament makes a run and wins it? Are you going to knock out an SEC team with 16 or 17 wins that's got 30-something wins for the season? Are you going to knock them out of the tournament because a South Carolina came up and surprisingly won the tournament? Or are you just going to add them and that's going to be another SEC team? I suspect you would add them and that will become another SEC team. I don't believe that Louisiana Tech, uh, if that were to happen, I don't think they're going to knock Texas A&M out of the tournament with 16 or 17 wins. I don't think they're going to knock Auburn out of the tournament with 16 or 17 wins. So, a lot, a lot depends on not just what a team does, but what other teams around the country do 
in their tournaments that can affect that. So I think Louisiana Tech certainly has got itself in a position that it's on the bubble to, to do it, and they can probably control their own destiny if they, you know, if they win today and win, win a couple of games in the tournament. But uh, they're not in such a strong position, Nick, that they can afford to uh, uh, let their guard down. Uh, you're exactly right. So I'm going to look forward to that as uh, Louisiana Tech plays today, uh, certainly. And I now I've got to make that move over to uh, – I know you were busy yesterday. Uh, you had your Big Ten, everything done. And did you have a chance to catch any of the softball action? Watched a lot of it. Watched a lot of it. And let's, before we jump into the SEC, which i got some so definitely some interesting observations to make there, but um, Conference USA, we talked talk all year about, you know, could they get three bids? And they did. They got three bids, and all three teams go out and lose. And, uh, and uh, Florida International loses a close ball game, you know, a very, very tight game. They, they you know, barely lose the ball game. And what I was afraid was going to happen happened. Uh, with Minnesota. We'll get into that in a minute there in the Alabama Regional. But uh, I was afraid that was going to happen. Though, to me, the worst draw of the 64 teams was whoever had to play Minnesota after the way Minnesota got cheated by the, by the tournament committee. And uh, I think after two innings, it was already a, a run rule. Uh, if they could have stopped it after two innings, I think Minnesota already had Louisiana Tech by eight runs or more. Um, and, and probably Minnesota probably called the dogs off after they realized how big the margin was because they're having to hold for, you know, to play Alabama today. Uh, and so I just hated it for Louisiana Tech because I thought they had the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen to them was for Minnesota, who should have had a regional, be forced to drive 1,000 miles to Alabama uh, and then take out their anger and frustration and hostility over being screwed by the committee, in my opinion, uh, out on whoever was going to take the field against them. And unfortunately, it had to be Louisiana Tech. Well, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because here's the thing, and we talked about it extensively. We talked college softball here on the Nick Brown Show, and we talked it on Thursday afternoons. You look at Louisiana Tech, and had they not won Conference USA tournament, they wouldn't have gotten an at-large bid. That's right. So, therefore, you, in a way, and here's my, my line of thinking, in a way, they were one of the last teams to get into the tournament. And so then... You pit them up against Minnesota, the team that was so, uh, you know, so egregiously done wrong. It, it almost like the NCAA said, okay, you know what? We're not letting you host a regional, but we're going to let you play the first game against the last team to get into the tournament. So although, well, see, you, although you're not a number one seed, you're a number one seed. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't view it that way because Louisiana Tech was a three seed. If they were a four seed, then you could give it that. But the, the teams, look at the teams that played the power SEC teams, the teams that were those that were the last ones to get in the tournament. Let's just look at some scores here. Texas A&M, 14. Texas Southern, nothing. Auburn, 11. East Tennessee, nothing. Kentucky, 6. DePaul, nothing. Florida, 9. Uh, Florida A&M, nothing. Uh, Tennessee, 5. Longwood, nothing. Uh, so, uh, Ole Miss, 8. Southern, Southern Illinois, nothing. Uh those are your worst teams and the ones that were the last to get in, and they're the ones that had to go up and, and weren't competitive at all. Not that, not that uh, Louisiana Tech was competitive because they weren't, but, um, you know, I, I, I give Louisiana Tech a little more credit than that. I, I, to me, the last teams that, are, that were in are the teams that are the four seeds. And what you don't understand is why Georgia is the number two seed when they, when they lost however many ball games they lost, 20-whatever, uh, and and can't even make their own tournament, and um, and they they got to drive about the same distance 
to their regional as Louisiana Tech had to drive to its regional at, uh, at Alabama, which was about one-third the distance that Minnesota had to drive to the regional at Alabama. At least they gave Louisiana Tech the advantage of where some of their fans could, uh, could, could go over there and see the, and see the game. Well, yeah, Georgia was really treated really kind. Got to play uh, a team that you're familiar with, Jacksonville State, where they won 4-2. to two. But I must say, the team that traveled the furthest, I do believe, my Lehigh Mountain Hawks, uh, they lost 8 uh, to nothing uh, yesterday out in California. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Now, you've got a really interesting scenario coming up here, potentially. Uh, you know, a lot of the games are being moved up early because of this uh, terrible rainstorm that's moving across from the west to east. The one that, the one that, uh, that caused the Oklahoma – North Dakota State game to only get one inning in. So they're going to be starting just very shortly here uh, in the North Dakota State-Oklahoma game that was called after one inning yesterday. So going in and now, now you've got to have uh, – that, that's kind of a, a bad situation for those teams having to play today. But it's very possible you have 100% rain in some places tomorrow and even like a 90% on Monday all across the southern part of the country. I was not aware until yesterday there is a formula – that the NCAA has, they can't continue to extend beyond the rainstorm because you start next Thursday with the, with the Super Regionals. And, um, and so they can't extend on into Monday or Tuesday to get these things finished. So it's very possible that you could end up, if they have, if they have rainouts on Saturday evening and Sunday, then you possibly could have teams be awarded Super Regionals without, without getting to actually play enough games to earn them. And there's a formula that you go by that's got about six or seven different things. Here's your first option, and then you go to the next option and the next option. I actually I wish I had it in front of me. I got it. I printed it out. Uh, I was not aware they had such a situation. But don't be surprised. I mean, hopefully the rain won't, won't do this. But uh, we looked at the, at the radar, and it uh, looks like it comes in across this part of, of, of the south uh, late this afternoon and will still be through here on Sunday and was out in uh, – you know, uh, Tulsa and Arkansas got delayed. Uh, uh, they finally got that game in. Oklahoma only gets in, uh, an inning in. And the, and the problem would be, let's just say that, uh, that on Sunday, let's say Oklahoma goes in and loses uh, to North Dakota State. I suspect uh, North Dakota State's got them 2 to nothing after one. Score's probably going to be about 12-2. to two. But let's just say they did. You theoretically could have that matchup of Auburn and, uh, and Oklahoma, assuming Auburn can beat California today. Uh, you, could, you could have that matchup be derailed by rain because the formula would knock Oklahoma out if they had lost to North Dakota, North Dakota State. Oklahoma's knocked out uh, if you don't get a chance to play, to come back and play the thing. And, and there would be other similar uh, regions where that could happen. So hopefully we don't have super regionals decided by a rainstorm, but, uh, but it, theoretically it could. I tell you what, that would certainly be uh, a shocker and a disappointment to the, the NCAA if that were to happen and get those formulas going. Well, Lynn, certainly uh, appreciate uh, all that you do and bring to the table every Saturday morning. You've been great as well. Lynn takes you to 10 every Saturday morning on the Nick Brown Show. So now, what's up for Lynn Scarborough? Can you get some rest now, or are we going straight to fantasy football and work on that? No, we'll start it on, uh, we'll start it on fantasy football uh, probably tomorrow. Might, might start on it on Monday. I'll spend a good bit of time actually watching uh, uh, ACC baseball and the NCAA softball tournament today. Um, we've got a number of things, as you know, Nick, most people in the audience don't. We've got a lot of marketing programs we do with companies where we have to prepare publications to go out in marketing programs and, um, and some, some uh, uh, other things we do regarding uh, website marketing and that kind of thing. And this is the first opportunity I've had to be working on that. So um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be doing some, some work today 
uh, with some of our marketing clients and some of our distribution clients. Uh, start back on the editorial part on uh, on Monday with fantasy and uh, and be keeping up with uh, with baseball and softball today. Well, if you somehow could find time in your busy schedule for you and Cindy, make your way down to Biloxi. Lunch will certainly be on me at uh, MGM Park if you can make it to the conference. Well, I see. I'd love to, I'd love to do it. I can't. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to make that. I will. I will be at the Hoover Met starting on Tuesday. Got got my press pass for the week there, and uh, and possibly toward the end of the week, uh, if uh, if Alabama's hoping to hosting a super regional, if Auburn's hoping to super re- hosting a super regional, uh, I might be able to get next uh, next Saturday after the fantasy edition is gone, might be able to get to a, a softball super regional uh, in the next week. Well, as always, Lynn, I enjoy talking to you every Saturday morning. You have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, man, be looking in, uh, be looking at your post office now this week. You got a package coming to you. Hey, I certainly appreciate it. Thanks, Lynn. Okay. That's Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.